This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of climate change and mention of misgendering. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jen. My name is CJ and we are your co-conspirators in plotting whatever it is that cisgender heterosexual people think it is we're doing. <laughs> CJ, what's what's on the buy schedule for today? I am really excited to have um, Lynn on the podcast, who is the host of the podcast Homo Ground. Um, and then afterwards, we're going to play a game of Jen's devising, as oh. per usual. Hello, Lynn. Hello. Thanks for having me on the show. We're so glad to have you. Tell us a little about you. Um, so, yeah, I have a, uh, a podcast called Homo Ground. Um, I've been doing it for a little over eight years. Uh, I I currently live in Brooklyn, New York, um, but I started it when I was living in North Carolina. Uh, I grew up there randomly, and (laughs) (laughs) you know how when you're small and little, you don't really have a say of where you live, so my family ended up in North Carolina, and yeah, I never really felt like I fit in there, Um, Mm -hmm. and my mom's Filipina, and my dad's from Long Island, New York, so... It was just kind of like a lot of weird things. People are like, why do your parents have weird accents? And like, you know. yeah. So, yeah, I grew up down there and I loved music. My dad was a musician. Music was always around. So it was a big part of my life. And I used it as a way to kind of, I guess, you know, deal with being misunderstood, not really having anyone to relate to writing angsty poetry and (laughs) coming up with (laughs) melodies all the time. So music was a big part of who I was. And when I was, you know, starting to get into my teenage years and figuring out, oh, I'm I'm this word that's, you know, I'm a lesbian, whatever that word is, I think that's what I am. Um, Mm. (laughs) And just coming more into terms with, you know, my identity. um, I definitely did not come out until after high school. I wanted to kind of avoid any any additional spotlight on myself and mm-hmm. just kind of hide under the radar for a while. Um, mm. And it was always the plan to get the fuck out of North Carolina as soon as I could. Is it okay to curse on here? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We, we throw up an explicit tag. <laughs> nice. You can, you can curse to your heart's fancy. But that I certainly do. <laughs> nice, yeah. But that actually didn't happen. I ended up staying in North Carolina like 10 more years than I thought I would. Um, yeah, once I started, I attended like a community college and then I ended up going to school down there just because it was way cheaper. And yeah. I think, yeah, it was just easier to do. And by that time, I started, you know, meeting people that 
for bi and, you know, more weird and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, cool. Maybe there, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe there are some like people like me down here. And I spent a lot of time traveling a lot. And this was back in the day where I had to like print out directions from MapQuest and like bring them in the car with me. Oh, I don't even think I had a cell phone back then. And but I used resources like there were lots of zines. And I remember there was like this organizer called Slingshot. It had a list of like radical bookstores and bike recycleries and stuff in the back. And every time I would travel to a different city, I would go to those places and like find my community. So at one point I was like, I just need to move to these other cities. But then I had like a really strong group of friends in North Carolina. I was like, you know what? We don't have to leave to be a part of these things. We can start making them here. So Mm. we started doing that for a while and that was really fun. And that's how I ended up in North Carolina for much longer than I thought I would. Um, And during that time, you know, we started doing a lot of different community organizing events and LGBT um, meetups and stuff like that. And so I think Homo Ground, you know, all doing all that stuff really influenced the path um, that gave birth to Homo Ground. So you began uh, Homo Ground in uh, 2011, correct? Yeah. What was your original intention with uh, the creation of this podcast? Like, what were the original goals? Yeah, so prior to that, I was doing, like, some little podcasts with some friends. Um, Mostly, a lot of them were all, like, music-focused. So when bands came into town, sometimes people were like, oh, I've never heard of this band. I'm not going to go see them. So there were definitely so many times where I would go to shows and there was hardly anyone there. And I just felt so bad for the bands because, you know, they traveled all this, like, especially for the touring bands who traveled. And it's Mm. like, cool, we're playing for a room of like five people. And, you know, for me, who loves music, that really like broke my heart and it discouraged bands from wanting to come back. And that really sucked because then I had to like drive to a bigger town in North Carolina, which was like two hours away to Mm. see bands that I wanted to see. So um, some friends and I started making these little podcasts where we just highlighted bands that were coming to town and just to get people excited about the music. Um, So that's kind of where podcasting with music started. And then, like I said, I was doing all these other organizing things and I was working for a nonprofit that worked with documentary films. And, and it was so weird that this organization was in my hometown, but it was like the coolest thing. And I was like, how do I get involved with them? So I applied for a fellowship and I started doing the fellowship one summer. And I ended up working there for seven years. And during that time, we used film as a way to bring people together, um, you know, for a screening on a film on different kinds of issues, like environmental issues. And then when you have all those people together, it's like, cool, like, how can we get them to take action? How can we do something more? Like now that people are aware of what's going on on this topic, how can we get them more involved? And so I really liked that model. And so I was like, maybe I can do this with music. So I started, you know, doing more music events and trying to tie a more, I guess, activist focus into it. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of like how Homo Ground 
started to become what it is. And then my friend um, had some internet radio station and was like, do you want to do a show on there? And I was like, okay, sure. And so that was like where actual, like Homogram was actually born. And she's like, well, what do you want to name it? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And Homogram was like the first name that came up. <laughs> and so I just started um, highlighting music that my friends were making um, because there actually was a lot of good music coming out of North Carolina. And I just wanted to share that with people. And a few episodes in, I started getting emails from people I didn't know. And they're like, hey, I heard your podcast. Can you play my music on it? And I was like, oh, I don't even know who you are, but sure. And <laughs> so I started getting more like inquiries. So I put up a submission form on the website and people haven't stopped submitting their music. So that's why I've been doing it for eight years because, you know, people are constantly making amazing music. <laughs> Mm, that's really cool. I was uh, listening to, I believe, the most recent episode, and I thought that, uh, it, like, uh, I, I don't know what I expected going into it, but I was very pleasantly surprised when it was just listening to some great music. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just like I was chilling out and listening to some really great songs. Sweet. Um, how do you curate each episode? Do you, like, go in with, like, specific... Uh, like musical or um, activist themes in mind or just like whatever sounds nice let's do this one <laughs> yeah so the cool thing about doing your own podcast is that you have tons of room to experiment so that's one of the cool things that you know is fun to do with homoground so there are definitely like some episodes where I feature just one artist and it's like an interview with that artist and then there are some episodes that are kind of it's probably the one the most recent one that you listened to is probably the format where it was a bunch of different bands. Um, so you got like a sampling of a bunch of different uh, songs and musicians from all over. And then there are some where they're more kind of event or festival specific. So like right now I'm working on an episode for South by Southwest, um, which is a music festival that happens in Austin. Um, so right now I'm like pulling together all, not all, but as many queer bands that I can find that are performing there and kind of curating that as like, if you're going to South by Southwest, here are where the queer bands are playing. Here are the queer bands that are playing. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of like, if you're not where the music is happening, you're still able to feel a part of it. So I really mm -hmm. love highlighting like different actual events and festivals because yeah, it gets people excited to go, and then the people who can't go, it's like they're a part of it. That's really oh, awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the specific episode I was listening to, like, I noticed a lot of, like, uh, very overtly queer themes mm. in, like, the lyrics and all of that. Is that a common theme that you find a lot with, uh, like, the queer music that you are going through? Or was that just, like... I just happened to find like, the episode where they were talking about that. No, actually, yeah. A lot of the songs um, that people submit are about their sexuality, dealing with identity, gender, um, you know, because I think we use music as a way to process things. Um, mm. So it makes sense that a lot of the songs will be about really personal issues, struggles that people are going through. Um, and I feel like now people are more open and out about being really honest in their music and not being afraid of being genuine and who they are. Um, so yeah, I think 
I've definitely noticed like way more obvious queer themes in music now um, mm-hmm. compose- compared to like when I was growing up. I remember hearing songs where even if like a gender wasn't mentioned, I was like, oh, I like how like ambiguous this is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> What's their deal? Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, so you've been doing this for a long time, and I hope continuing forward in the future. Um, where do you see Homo Ground going? Um, well, I've been doing this project as like a passion project, I guess, for so long. Um, but I feel like where it's going, I want it to be more collaborative. Um, a lot of the time I spent doing this podcast has been, you know, me sitting in my room by myself recording. Um, I'm sure lots of podcasts, pod, pod, uh, podcasters can relate to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, we have often recorded in my room. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would love to get more people involved. Um, over the past like two years or so, I've been able to like bring in different producers to curate episodes and that's been really exciting because it gives a different a different voice um you know these producers find music that maybe I wouldn't be able to find or just don't know about because I don't know what the music scene is like in a city you know very far from me so it's cool Mm -hmm. to collaborate with people from all over and that's something that I definitely want to do more in the future Um, because sometimes when you're doing something people expect you to be the expert on it and Mm -hmm. so sometimes I feel a lot of pressure to like oh my god I have to know everything about what queer bands are out there or like I just need to know everything but it's impossible so I feel like you know teaming up with people in places all over the world uh, it would be awesome to be able to spotlight what's happening in those music scenes Um, so yeah so that's that's one thing that I envision for the future so yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure there's tons of really amazing bands where you guys are, or at least in Philly. I don't know. Yeah, what's in South Jersey? Oh well, I don't know about <laughs> South Jersey. Um, tonight I'm actually um opening for. Uh, well, it's not going to be tonight by the time this episode mm. is released, but um, I'm opening for Prince X. Uh, they're coming to, uh, Philly to perform um at the request of my friend. Oh nice. Um, so I'm really excited to hear them, do their thing. Um, I'm not. I'm not very much a concert person myself because loud noise. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with the fact that you could not possibly be the expert on all things (laughs) queer music as somebody who now that I have a podcast and Jen, you may agree. Now we're the we're the gay people who know about all gay. <laughs> I, I mean, even before the podcast, and once you start being an outspoken queer person, everyone's like, ah, you must know about all of this stuff. Educate me. <laughs> right. Tell me what it is. I'm like, I'm also using Google. <laughs> I don't know what everybody's deal is. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as you add a microphone, everyone's like, ah, n- now more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but uh, I really love the goals behind Homo Ground as, like, a way to, like, promote, like, the queer music community because, like, there's a lot of it that, like, I wouldn't have exposure to just because, like, I listened to the same two songs on a loop. (laughs) (laughs) 
in a shocking twist. Queer people have a lot of feelings and a lot of stuff to process. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At some point, um, somebody was asking me, like, oh, where's the queer metal? And I'm like, somebody's doing queer metal, I'm sure. (laughs) Somebody's screaming about this. Yeah. Lots of, like, basement DIY punk and metal shows. (laughs) Hell yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Great. Uh, So what is um, something that you would like to tell cis straight people for the very last time, and then you never have to hear about it again? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. um, I don't know. I guess a lot of the cis straight people around me, I feel like they have, they're so limited to like this narrow view of what's expected of them. Um, and so I feel like it's like, you don't have to like play into that. Um, I think the cool thing about being queer is that there's room for a lot of experimentation, um, Mm -hmm. in, in every area of your life. And I think, you know, we kind of reject the status quo and following a certain path. And, you know, I think, I see a lot of my straight friends or just straight counterparts just like following a life that they're not necessarily happy in. Um, mm-hmm. And that really saddens me because it's like, but at what expense? Like, why are you sacrificing your own happiness just to please other people or to do what your parents expect of you or what society expects of you? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think the more people that can just kind of break those walls down or put those, you know, blinders down, the more Mm -hmm. open and accepting that people can be towards one another, the more compassion we can all have. And, you know, people don't have to be so uptight all the time and like say, or like just, they don't have to be so judgmental if someone is doing something that doesn't follow what they think should be the right thing. Um, So I think, you know, I think, yeah, if, a lot of straight people can just accept that, but maybe there wouldn't be so much judgment and hate. So mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I totally love and agree with what you say relating to like the, how cool it is that like it is built into like the queer identity and community to challenge norms. Mm-hmm. It, specifically in that like queer theory, like parts of it state specifically that like to queer something is to like deviate from outside what is anticipated or expected like due to cis uh, cis normative heteronormative uh, paths of life and like even if you wind up like you do all that like exploration and you do all that and you're like I'm still cis and straight fantastic Mm -hmm. if you try a million different foods and decide you still just like peanut butter (laughs) sure but you gave it a shot. Yeah. And doesn't that feel a little better than just sort of like sticking to something because like that's you and that's your thing? Definitely. Yeah. I think there's a lot of fear behind that too. So Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like a fear of like loss of identity mm-hmm. and it's like, well no, you're just you're finding out all of the cool s- potential stuff that could make your identity go even further. Yeah. Like that could really make you the you that you want to be totally you're beholden to nothing (laughs) yeah our society is like real into boxes 
Yeah. Real into boxes. Real into boxes. And, like, that's a fine shape, but <laughs> <laughs> why not just, like, peek over the cardboard every once in a while? Right. Yes. I don't know where that metaphor was going. No, I, no, I like it. I had like the visual. I'm going to use peeking over the cardboard as like one of those weird euphemisms that people use to say that somebody's gay. Like, <laughs> oh, they're a confirmed bachelor. They're peeking over the cardboard. <laughs> yes. I like that. Got a Boston accent there for some reason, but sure. <laughs> I think that's what I think gangsters sound like. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> So, Lynn, what is on your gay agenda? Yeah, I guess, like, continuing doing the podcast. And, you know, I think it's amazing that there are so many queer-identified people and queer-themed podcasts out there today. So I think, you know, my agenda is that there's more. And I was actually talking to a friend the other night, um, and I was just talking about, you know... I wish I could write more and we were just talking and just through our conversations, she was like, why don't you write about that? Oh, that's so interesting. Why don't you write about that? I'm like, yeah, but lots of people have already written about it. And then I had this moment where I was like, but you know what? This shit is important and it doesn't matter if it's been written about. It needs Mm -hmm. to be written about like it needs to be written about more. The more it's written about, the more it'll get out there. And I was talking about like, companies that uh, donate money to Republican candidates and stuff like that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. so many people don't know that. And they're just, you know, giving their money to these companies, not really knowing. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe the more that people put that out there, like, hey, don't support that company. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. So I feel like, okay, so what? A lot of people have written about that. Lots of people need to write about it. People need to know. So I think the more queer media that's out there, like, yeah, we need to get more out there. And I know it's not easy because it takes a lot of resources and time and energy. Um, So my gay agenda is to figure out how to make it more accessible for people to do, to put out the media that they want to put out. And We're in a time right now where we have easy access to technology and the internet. We can reach so many people and who knows, maybe one day all of that will disappear and we'll just be back in the day where we don't even have dial up telephones anymore. I don't know. Like (laughs) I was in the subway last night and it looked so post-apocalyptic like it was like late at night there's like mold everywhere like water dripping rats running around like an old like payphone that hadn't been used in like i don't know at least five years and i'm like wow this actually looks like the scene of one of those movies where it's like the end of the world (laughs) yeah nothing nothing puts you in that like post-apocalypse like post-technology era than stepping into an underground train station right and i'm like why do i feel i mean like this is like a creepy ass situation or like scenario like but i'm down here and i feel somewhat safe but like i don't know if this were a movie i know this is like the moment when shit would go down (laughs) yeah like zombies are running up the tracks or something like that (laughs) and you know just like everything going on with climate change it's like 
a lot of really heavy shit is happening in the world right now. Um, but we do have access to the internet. And so mm. I feel like we need to take advantage of that while we still have it and build our communities because even though we have this access, we're still really fragmented from each other. And I hear mm -hmm. this from musicians that go on tours and I ask them like, oh, how was your tour? And sometimes they'll say, you know, it was really weird because the community in this air or like they didn't feel safe at a certain venue or in a certain mm -hmm. town or they couldn't find any queer bands in a town to play with. And so it's like, I don't know, how do we build that network of support where we have it locally and we have it on a larger scale? Um, so those are some of the things that I've been thinking about and just figuring out, all right, well, how can we all bring it together? Yeah, mm. I totally agree with that. The fact that there is not a limit to which we could be like spreading mm. information regarding this. Um, I recently had an instance at work, like I work with customers a lot. Um, and I told them because they kept using she, her pronouns for me. I'm like, oh, by the way, I use they, them pronouns. And they seemed to look at me as if I had 12 heads. But then one of them was like, oh, I just listened to an NPR episode where, um, somebody was talking of, and of course proceeded to misgender that person who was being interviewed <laughs> by NPR to high heaven. <laughs> Because, why not? But the point was, like, if she didn't hear it from me, then she heard it from Dana on NPR. Like, and somebody else who doesn't listen to NPR might be hearing it from me. Or from somebody else. Like, mm -hmm. there's a myriad of ways that people get information. And just because it's in one place doesn't mean that it's accessible by all. It's true, yeah. So, like, the more resources that are like talking about this information, then the more access people will have to it. And that's certainly not a bad thing. Yeah. If somebody reads the same thing twice, they're not gonna go, oh, now I hate this issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll just be like, oh, I keep seeing this issue pop up. Maybe, exactly. maybe I should look mm. into it more. Maybe mm -hmm. it's important, so yeah. It, yeah, yeah. That then they get experience on the subject, and that's always a bonus. Mm -hmm. I agree also that it would be just fantastic if the queer community at large could be more like united and and communicate with each other easily more easily. Because we've talked about like how like five different terms will come up for a very similar like gender or sexuality concept, and it's just because like how do we mm. communicate like which yeah. one's the one? Like when we come up with new words for what we've been feeling or like yeah like i don't know i think even even in our community there's there's a there's a love of boxes or it's like <laughs> yeah well i'm gonna go hang out with the the lesbians and then like everyone else is over there and like the <laughs> i don't yeah. know yeah and listen like i i love the words they're doing a good job the yeah. words are great it's just like also sometimes i'll be like oh wait is that the this thing is this the thing I've been hearing about? Oh, okay. <laughs> we should just publish a newsletter. Right, yeah. Sometimes yes. I, I have to Google things because I'm like, I, what? I don't know what... I can't keep up with these words anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Us too all the time. And I've, I mean, I love doing that because I love learning new shit about the community. Mm -hmm. I think that's terrific. Um, I am definitely not on team, oh, there's so many letters in the LGBT... Ugh. Like, 
I'm not on that team. Let's throw in more letters. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'd love a newspaper that would just sort of keep me up to date. Yeah, like, I could totally picture, like, my gay agenda on newsprint. <laughs> that yes. would be so rad. Let's just keep adding letters until the whole alphabet's gay. <laughs> mm. Just the whole yes. thing. Yeah, let's do it. I'd, we could stand to make the alphabet gay. Yeah. It could be gayer. Career that could be alphabet. on the gay agenda. <laughs> Phoenicians, great job on the alphabet. One note. (laughs) I love what you're doing. However. (laughs) Maybe, who knows, we'll do some research and we find out that the alphabet was actually, like, created by gay people. I don't know. (laughs) Wouldn't that be, like, a big fuck you to everyone else? Like, oh, by the way, gay people created the alphabet. So if you're homophobic... (laughs) You can't use any letters in the alphabet. You got to make up your own language. Mm, I would love to see conservatives try to cancel the alphabet or boycott the entire alphabet. That would be very interesting. You can't write Just, that. Yeah, you can't write that transphobic tweet because those letters are all ours. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> wow. Be like when they be like when they protested like Nike by buying the shoes and then setting them on fire. Yeah. Like, congrats. <laughs> Just buy some letter blocks and be like, haha, I pwned the libs. <laughs> Whoa. You got me. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, Jen, want to lead us on a game? Heck yeah. So there is a quote on the Homo Ground website that really caught my eye where uh, the dream is to become the queer version of MTV. <laughs> <gasps> love that. I love yes. that a lot. Um, and it sounds, it seems like, like with, um, the featuring of artists and the interviewing of artists, you've got like the TRL thing, uh, <laughs> on lock. Um, so I thought, because the, the My Gay Agenda way is to take everything we possibly can and put our gay little hands on it <laughs> and say yes. that it's ours now, uh, that as a council of three here, we could take some other things that MTV is known for and make it gay as possible. Oh. All right. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure we could do this if we put our minds to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So first off, I was thinking of uh, the reality shows in the the vein of, like, the real world or Mm. Jersey Shore. Mm. How we make those ours. (laughs) How we make, like, the concept of reality shows ours or, like, the specific shows. We can claim all of them or we can just make up our own right now. Whatever Um. we want. The real L word was kind of like, uh, was that what it was called? <laughs> oh, I it have was no idea. Like the reality version of the L word. Oh, I think that's what it was called. I can't remember. There definitely was a reality one, and they went to like Dinah Shore, and there was this band that they followed through the episode. Um, oh. Hunter Valentine was the name of the band. Huh. So, I that back. <laughs> Bring that back for sure. I propose a version of the TV show Next, which I believe was on MTV. Um, For anybody who doesn't know, it's where um, they bring in like a busload of like five people. And then the one person uh, would see each of those five people one at a time and like go on a date with them but they could say next at any moment (laughs) and at that point the date was over oh wow this could be literally the second they stepped out of the bus it could be right at the end 
Or they could continue the date and then go on a second one. I posit a version where it's that, but me and the bus is of cishet allies. (laughs) And the second that they say the word transgendered to me, then I can go next. (laughs) Or if they're like, oh, she uses they, them pronouns, I could be like, next. (laughs) I'm, I'm very supportive of That's that. That's a good yes. one, yeah. yeah. I do that in my life anyway, so might as well make a TV show of it. Right? Okay. We can. We can make a TV show out of it. <laughs> yes. But, um, <laughs> Let's do it. My, my suggestion. Okay. Um, for my show that I'm pitching, I want the Jersey Shore, but it's just that me and all my queer friends get to go to the beach. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. I love it. I just want to go to the beach. Nice. <laughs> we'll have a little beach house and we'll go to the beach and we'll yeah. take little beach naps. Just be like a camera there while we play mini golf and complain. And then like there, there's like a cutscene and the narrator's like, and then they hit the club and we're like, Jesus, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is 10 o'clock. I'm going to bed. <laughs> See right. you on the beach tomorrow. So it sounds like our reality TV programming is on a great track here yeah yes um how do we feel about uh adult animation in the vein of Mm. clone high or beavis and butthead or daria which close it's close Close. yeah close can we just take daria make a Mm. what if we did like fan fiction where daria comes out (laughs) or something (laughs) like that so we can like queer yeah, queer the script. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A Daria re- reboot or rev- uh, revival. Yeah. <laughs> where finally she and Jane can smooch. Damn. <laughs> finally. <laughs> what if, I want to take that brilliant idea and move it a step forward. For the adult animation is we animate all of the fan fiction that we wrote as angsty <laughs> queer teens about the fan of the opera and Raul's smooching. <laughs> What I'm getting is is a, just a whole channel of cartoon versions of queer fanfic. Yes. That, yeah, 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 yeah. That would be yes. good. Of any. Also, and all we'll kidnap Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll take that one too. Because we yeah. gotta make it so that, you know, straight people will watch it too, and they'll be like, "Wait, what?" Like, yeah. yeah, I I wasn't expecting this to happen, and then like, haha, yeah. got you. We queered you everything was... that you like. <laughs> you <Yes>. idiot. <laughs> yeah, like a, a bro will be flipping through and be like, "Oh shit, a new Avengers cartoon! Awesome, I'm gonna watch this." <laughs> What's Hawkeye doing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> but then they keep watching. Yeah, yeah. they'll be yeah. like, "I kind of like it." because quality is also important Mm -hmm. on this queer mtv (laughs) yes so yeah i've been trying to like i'm like what if homo ground made like queer video media or something like that and (gasps) so i'm experimenting with it right now by i'm having like bands that are on tour do an instagram takeover on our instagram and Uh just like you know how you can compile the stories to do a highlight in your profile Mm-hmm. So after they do their takeover for the week, I've just been like compiling all their stories and then I'm like, maybe I can make some kind of episode. Ooh. So it's like each band has their own episode. So 
It's still oh, in like yeah. it's still like in the beta version. Um, if you go to the Instagram, there's FBGM was one of the bands that we're kind of using as a guinea pig. Um, <laughs> so I compiled all those into a highlight, but then I'm like, all right, but there's not actually any context around this, so I got to figure out like right. how to make it all cohesive. <laughs> but yeah, that would be so rad um, if there was more. Yeah, just queer web series queer yes. video content queer cartoons yes. yeah yeah so you're already starting queer mtv <laughs> what do you need us for go, go. <laughs> no but yeah i like the reality stuff too so we can yes. figure out a way to make that happen oh <laughs> yeah heck yeah Hell yeah and i love hanging out at beaches so i'm down yes. to be a part of that one <laughs> please, please yes. come down and be part of our version of jersey shore nice i've actually never <laughs> been to jersey shore yet so mm. man it's you can really run the gamut there's some real, <laughs> yeah. real nice beaches and some real real not so nice beaches <laughs> you get like you get wildwood which is like the tourist trap area then you get like long beach island which is pretty much like a retirement home <laughs> but on an island so it really depends yeah, on where you are like it's really all over the place <laughs> we should do it like let's make a do a little prototype or something rent a beach house maybe we can invite a band to do like an intimate session and <laughs> we'll just all take instagram stories and see what we come up with <laughs> oh hell yeah i'll figure out how to do instagram stories and then profit <laughs> Sweet. I love it. We don't even yes. need like high production video crews. We can just do it ourselves. Just us. Because that's what we do. Yes. Yeah. That's what queers yeah. do. We do everything ourselves. It's true. Accurate. It's true. Accurate. It'll be edgy. It'll be DIY. It'll be it'll have it'll have character. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Do that voiceover Absolutely. over the the, the trailer. <laughs> yes. Filmography by CJ's iPhone 5S because they're too afraid to upgrade. I was trying to come up with like a queer version of the whole Jersey Shore slogan of like was it GTL, and then I'm like, oh wait, that's that's half the letters. <laughs> that's more than half the letters. LGBT. Yeah. There's something there. Oh, wow. Hey, are they trying to steal from us? <gasps> give it back. That's our alphabet. <laughs> that's our alphabet. Jersey hey. Shore, give it back. <laughs> Jersey Shore. Hey. The alphabet's ours. <laughs> We're coming for you. We're hungry for those letters back. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Is there any other way we're queering up MTV, Jen? I mean, MTV has broken into the field of award shows, and I think there should definitely mm. be like a queer award show. Um, mm, that would be sort. amazing. What? And also, what? they had a hand in uh, Bill Clinton being elected. And th- yes, I think that the queers should have a bigger hand in who gets to be president. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah. No, did did MTV not have a hand in Bill Clinton being elected because he I don't know played the saxophone on there? <laughs> yeah, no, was that like, like the whole look thing? At, look at this cool guy. He plays saxophone. Vote, tell your parents to vote for him. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I they know. did that whole like rock the vote campaign. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's true. Mm. Man, what the heck are they up to now? They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's it's, like... it's just us now. Well, all right. There's actually. So I'm. I've been guilty of watching uh, Lindsay Lohan's Beach House. <laughs> oh, that's a show. Yeah, and um, also Catfish. Have you seen that one? Oh, oh right. Yeah, I yeah. actually yeah, like yeah. that one. Um, for some reason, lots of the Catfish 
are from North Carolina. (laughs) North Carolina, the catfish state. Right? It's like, what do you guess? Get bored? Gotta do something. (laughs) The only Mm, thing I know about catfish is that one, like, bit where there's a guy going like, I'm not gay. And they're like, you just pretended to be a man and, like, flirted and dated this man online for, like, months. And he's just like, you got me there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. If ever there was a mood. Yeah. That's that's all I know of the show, but I support it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, some of those episodes are, like, really sad because it's people who just, like, are so in the closet. But then there are some episodes where it's, like, really messed up. Like, people just, like, trying to fuck with people. Um, Yeah. And then there are some episodes where it's actually, like, oh, they just had really bad social anxiety and it was actually a love story. (laughs) Yeah. Man, that show was really all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are are we putting that on our our one? I don't know how much I want deception on yeah. queer only MTV the nice, specifically. Only the nice episodes. Only the nice ones. <laughs> we'll pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Where they find each other and they smooch. But it's and a- who is it? Oh, Phantom of the Opera and Raul. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there, there was a good episode where it was... So I think... It was a person pretending that they were a male, but then they were trans, but afraid to come out. And then when they actually met up, the person they were talking to was like, I love you no matter who you are. And that one was really sweet. I don't know if they're still together, but in the the follow-up, they were still together. That's That's amazing. Yeah. Well, this has been our Catfish uh, recap podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and uh that's that's it for my my little mini game of um lgbt mtv all right <laughs> like that. it's got a nice ring to it god damn it jen we can't keep doing this <laughs> i'll keep stacking letters until they're all ours <laughs> no i know this is the mission <laughs> yes all right uh thank you so much for talking to us lynn um i this if you would like to plug all of the uh, information about how to find Homo Ground, this would be the place to do it. Cool. Yeah, you could head over to our website at homoground.com. We're on iTunes, uh, Spotify, all the places that you can listen to podcasts. Great. And you also have a uh, Facebook and Twitter? Yeah, so the Twitter and Instagram are just Homo Ground. And the Facebook, um, if you go to like facebook.com slash music podcast... I was able to get that because they would not let me get the name Homo Ground for some reason. Huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did somebody else take it? No. Or they were just like, I no. think because it had the word homo, maybe? I don't know. Oh, my hmm. God. All right. If we're yelling at Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> uh, they also at one point yelled at me for having the word queer in something related to my gay agenda. And I'm like, if anyone's the authority on doing this, it's us. Yeah. Like, How could you, Mark Zuckerberg? Like, what? I'm the first, and I can't even get my vanity URL, <laughs> or yeah. I can't even use a word to describe what I'm doing. It's yeah. fucked up. Incredible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my other agenda is to get everyone, all the queers, off of Facebook. And the acronym for mm. that is Queef Queers Off of Facebook with three Fs. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we deserve better. You know what? Yeah, good point. We That's deserve fair. better than Facebook. So it is a garbage site. Let's all queef yes. on Facebook 
and we got to figure out where we can all converge. Indeed. Otherwise. All right. <laughs> well, we just take over Twitter. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, a segue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But actually, I feel like, so I'm going to date myself. I'm old. I'm sure you guys are younger than me. Um, where do y'all hang out online? Uh, that's a great question um largely on twitter lately okay yeah Yeah. i mean like it used to be facebook and like i still post on there to like promote stuff or to yell at cishet people um (laughs) but usually if i have a feeling i've put it on twitter and if i have a image that i like i put it on insta or twitter oh insta like insta and facebook are more like the brand for me and then twitter is where i go to yell <laughs> nice what about snapchat but I, do, you, do you snapchat um, at all i have younger siblings and they use snapchat more than i do um so that seems to be what younger people mm. are doing um i can't speak for younger <laughs> than my siblings because they are also in their 20s so <laughs> it's it's all just a mess people are using TikTok, maybe, but that's new Vine. Uh, yeah. Okay, I and I don't about know that about one. that. <laughs> my, my students will talk to me about TikTok, and I'm just like, okay. I'll work. Uh. Go have fun over there. I figure that if I haven't heard about it, it's probably not the website for me. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I get it. Y'all have your space. True. That's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll be over here in LiveJournal. <laughs> yeah, LiveJournal. <laughs> That was my jam. Right. <laughs> Jen, you want to plug your social media stuff? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If um, speaking of Twitter, <laughs> uh, I make a lot of jokes about my mental illness. Um, at underscore glitter goblin underscore, and from there I link to things like my Instagram. Uh, so if you're listening and you're like, I want more of that for some reason, find me there. <laughs> Oh, sweet. You can find My Gay Agenda on uh, iTunes. If you're already there, why not uh, give us a rating, subscribe, do all that stuff. You can go subscribe to Homogram while you're there, too. Um, And also go like our Facebook. And our Twitter handle is Gay Agenda Cast. As this is being posted on the 20th, we have a live show coming up uh, by the time you're hearing this in 10 days. Ooh. Uh, Yeah, Jen, we should plan that. Um, uh, But we have a live show coming up. Uh, It is going to be with uh, Snappy Punk Comedy. And it is March 30th at, um, I think, the show's going to start at either 6.30 or 7. We'll have a Facebook event by this time. And we'll we'll get all this sorted out for sure. We have a confirmed time. And it's in an email that I closed out of because internet and recording. Um, but in any case, come see us make jokes and talk about gay shit and over-decorate a room. Mm, mm-hmm. That's what we do. Nice. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, that's, that's what we do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Fight the power. Love yourself. Listen to a song that just makes you, like, real happy. Like, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna just blare Carly Rae Jepsen's "Cuts of the Feeling." Nice. Ooh. And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, My Gay Agenda listeners. This is CJ from a couple of weeks, I guess, since we recorded this episode, um, and it's about to release tomorrow. Um, Back when we were first recording this episode, we were young, and we were people, specifically I was people, who forgot to read the emails about the live shows that we were doing before talking about them on the podcast. But now, now I'm here and I have actual, like, workable information for you regarding uh, the live show. Uh, so the date is still March 30th. Um, that is not this Saturday, but the next Saturday. Uh, the doors will open at 6 p.m. with a showtime of 6.30 p.m. Um, it will be at Snappy Pun Comedy, uh, the venue for which uh, you will find on the Facebook event that we'll also be posting real soon. Um, the episode is going to feature uh, podcast favorites, friends of the podcast, Marianne and Megan, and we will be definitively ranking once and for all how gay Philadelphia is. Um, we often on, whenever we're doing live shows and doing audience stuff, we often get people who simply ask us to rank how gay things are. Well, guess what? It's a bit now, so congrats. Um, the tickets are going to be $7. If you want to stick around for the next performance happening that night, uh, they generally have an 8 p.m. performance, just some more comedy, uh, then you can get both tickets for $10. Uh, the ticket link will be available on the Facebook event that Snappy Pun is creating, and then we're just going to go ahead and get in there. Uh, but yeah, we're really excited about this. Um, it's going to be a really exciting and fun show uh, with some people that Jen and I love a bunch. So do come and see it. Uh, We would love to have you there. Um, I performed there about a month ago, did stand up for the very first time, and it's just a fun venue. So yeah, come and join us. Uh, Thanks for listening so far, and uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye!